2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. I like that little three beat up in there. That boom, 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 boom. That, that was bad. I like that. Was bad. <laughs> okay, 30 more seconds. One, two, three. about our God sometimes but somebody getting emotional about their football team somebody getting emotional about their politics somebody getting emotional about their money I get emotional about my God every now and then cuz he's worthy of an incredible praise of an incredible praise try this again. Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 in the New International Version. I thought we was a non-denominational church. Holiness. Pastor, you, you're killing the celebration vibe we just had in here just a second ago. Holiness? That's not a 21st century church word, Jackie. That's, that's senior citizens talk. That's old school. That's churchy. How can you start off the new year with something as old-fashioned as holiness? This is a new year. Gonna go old-fashioned. Don't, don't. Well, let me, Sharonda, do we still do holiness? Don't we just fake like we're doing right? In front of the pastor, and then pastor just act like she don't know. That ain't what we doing. Don't, don't we just confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God is raising from the dead and we good, right? In, in, in non-denominational church, don't we just have to say that prayer? 
Y'all, y'all pray at the end and then we good, right? Perfecting holiness. Well, let me make this clear. We are a Bible-believing church. If it's in the Bible, we teach it. If it's not, we don't. And if the Bible don't say, then we use biblical principles to give you our opinion. So no matter what the name is on the building, we are a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. For example, just because we don't have Baptists on the building, that don't mean we don't baptize. Because the Bible says, be baptized. Just because apostolic is not on the building doesn't mean we haven't been sent. Because the Bible said for us to go make disciples. Just because Jehovah Witness is not on the building, that don't mean we don't praise Jehovah. And go witnessing. Because the Bible says we're going to be his witnesses. Just because it doesn't say church of God in Christ on the building, that don't mean that we're not a church of God that is in Christ. Just because the word Mormon is not on the building, that don't mean we are not the church of Jesus Christ and we are the saints. So just because holiness church is not written on the side of the building, the Bible still says, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. The Bible still says, follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. The Bible still says, be ye holy, because I am holy. So, yes, we are starting off this year with the topic, perfecting holiness. The theme for the entire year is level up 2.3. Instead of going level up 2, since we leveled up last year, instead of going level up 2.0, we leveling up to two, and we're going 2.3 since it's 2023. So let me see if y'all ready for our new chant for this year. New A? Yeah. New A? Yeah. When? Yeah. Uh, new A? Yeah. New A? Yeah. When? Yeah. That is where we're going this year. We were going to level up again. Y'all forgot my praise at the end, though. But, but we will level up. Again, this year in several areas is what we're doing for the year. We're going to level up spiritually. We're going to level up ourselves to excellent. Physically, we'll be leveling up to being fit. Financially, we're going to level up to being set. Emotionally, we're going to level up to stable. Mentally, we're going to level up to having a sound mind. Relationally, we're going to level up for all of our relationships to level up to being fruitful. Socially, we're going to level up to being connected. In other words, we're going to get our whole life together. And then after we get through those, we're going to talk. We're going to level up our margins in every area of our life. That margin is the space between your life and your limit. We're going to stop living on the edge of everything, on the edge of our money, on the edge of our nerves, on the edge of our energy. On the, we got to get off that edge and put some margin between our life and our limits. We're going to level up our management. The Bible says we should subdue and have dominion. Right on the wall, kabash radah, subdue, have dominion. Some of you, anytime you're on a job and stuff ain't running right, you get another manager. So we're going to level up our management in every area of our lives. You need a new manager. Tell somebody you need a new manager. I don't have to tell them this, but I can look at you and tell you need a new manager. Uh, uh, We're going to level up our mornings. We're going to learn how to give God the first fruits of our day. We're going to spend a whole month trying to get you to get your mornings right. To give God your whole day. You can get spiritual control on your, of your days if you knew how to handle your mornings. Then we're going to level up our mouth. We're going to level up our language because our words are speaking our destiny. And we're going to level up our motives. We've got to level up our why in every area. The only way you're going to stay on track is if you re- remember your why. Why are you doing this? Are your motives right? And then we're going to end the year by leveling up our moments. 
Learning how to take advantage of our moments, how to take advantage of our time. Because what we build up all year, we could lose in a moment. And so we know one moment can change your destiny one way or the other. And so we're going to level up how we handle our moments. So we're going to start this level up 2.3 with being spiritually excellent. This month is about being spiritually excellent because none of the rest matters if we're not spiritually excellent. I could have took this Sunday to talk about the vision. We can talk about vision. We can talk about what we want to do in this city, how we want to impact the community, how we're taking the neighborhood for Christ. We can talk about being. them with horrible character we can promote great marriages and families and then lose it all because nobody in the family know how to act right or love or sacrifice or compromise we can lift Jesus up for the world to see angels bow before him and heaven and earth adore him but when they see how Jesus looks in us so we have to start with spiritual excellence in order to be effective at anything else. Bring me all of those uh, lozenges and some water, please. We are spirits. We have souls and we live in bodies, but we are spirits. It's who we truly are. Spirit is our life and our breath. Spirit is what God breathed into us that brought us to life was spirit. We are spirit. Spirit is where God resides. The spirit is the God conscious part of us. Our soul is only saved because our spirit has been born again. So that your spirit is the essence of who you are. To be spiritually excellent then refers to being an excellent person on the inside. It's getting your heart right. So we're going to talk, talk about it all month. But it's done through prayer and fasting and study and worship. And service to God, walking in your purpose, and living right. So all month we're going to be talking about spiritual excellence, but God gave me this scripture to start with. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. The King James Version, some of y'all are more used to, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. The Amplified says it this way, therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness. Living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. So in our text, Paul is talking to the church in his second letter to Corinth about how they're to conduct themselves in this world. So he gets to the beginning of chapter 7, and he says, Therefore, since we have these promises. Now, anytime you see the word therefore, you have to go back and see what it's there for. And so uh, Paul, though, gives us the therefore in the text. Therefore, since we have these promises. Well, now we got to go back and look and see what the promises were. So I go back to chapter 6 to find out what Paul was talking about. And down to about verse, before he tells them what the promises are, he, tell, he gives them some living instructions. So chapter 6, verse 14 through 16, he gives us this very, very difficult portion of scripture. I'm not going to unpack it tonight, but it's a 
It's a hard portion of scripture. He says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. This is talking about more than marriage. It's anything that intertwines you so tightly with people who don't believe in God that you can't have move because of where they moving. You trip when they trip. You up when they up. You down when they down. You want to do right, but you can't do right because you're yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What do y'all even have in common? I was talking to the young people last night, and I told them, really, since, 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 I got, since I'm good and saved, um, certain men turned me completely off. They can be the kind I like, you know, fine and muscles and intellectual and talk all that smart stuff. But the minute he say a cuss word, light up a cigarette or a blunt, or take a drink, I am completely turned off. I know that ain't everybody's testimony. I'm talking about mine. Because what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? I told you I don't write this stuff. I just teach it. What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial, which is a false god? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? It's in there. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. What he's talking about here is holiness. Holiness. Some of y'all care about this stuff. Some of y'all don't. So I'm going to get reach out to both of y'all. Holiness is the Greek word, hagiosune. And it just means holiness, sanctification. It means having a divine spiritual nature or moral pur purity. But it comes from the word hagios, which just means holy. Holy simply means different. It means set apart by or for God. That means God pulls you out of where you were, sets you apart. He does it so it's done by him. But it's also done for him. I'm pulling you out of this for me. So that makes you holy. Uh, it means to be sacred, to be dis distinguished, to be distinct. You are different when you're holy. What makes God holy is that there's none like him. There is no entity in the universe that is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, and sovereign. Nothing. There's no other entity. He is holy. He is different. And so when he makes us holy, we are to be different. Holiness is being different. So why do we need to be holy? Well, here comes the promises. At the bottom of verse 16, it says, as God said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And then he goes back to holiness. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord, and don't touch unclean things. Now, you got to understand, he's talking to Corinth, people who lived in Corinth. Corinth was a really raunchy place. Let me, let me see if I can, can put in your mind who these people used to be. Corinth is sort of like Las Vegas, San Francisco, Atlanta, and Miami all at the same time. Just a nasty place. Just a raunchy place. All kind of stuff. What's going on in Corinth? So God says, I need you to come out from among them and be separated. And switch touching all that unclean stuff. And then he goes back to the promise. He says, you do that and I'll receive you. 
and I'll be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So first, he said, I'll be your God, and they'll be my people. He says, you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. In other words, if you will leave that life, I promise you a relationship with me, and I'll be two amazing things to you. And I wish you guys could get this. Hopefully you'll catch it in the spirit. Hopefully maybe years from now you'll really get the gist of this. But he said, I'll be two amazing things to you, your God and your father. I'll be your God and your father. I'll be your king and your daddy. He said, there are things that you will have access to in this world and in the world to come because I'm your God. Do you know what it means? That he's your God. And then there's, there's an entirely different level of access to me that you have because I'm also your father. I'll be your God and your father. Y'all, that's huge. That's huge. So somebody said that. You know, the kids ask me a lot of questions at our Sunday night, Saturday night service. So they said, well, isn't everybody a child of God? Isn't he everybody's God? Isn't he everybody's father? I said, absolutely not. I know the world told y'all that we're all God's children. That ain't what Jesus said. He said some of us were God's children. He said that some of you are from your father, the devil. He said, your daddy is the devil. And he said, I will be your God. All of you don't recognize me as your God. But if you will come out from among them, you have these promises. I promise I'll be your God and I promise I'll be your daddy. And since you have these promises, then let's purify ourselves. Let us cleanse ourselves. So set yourself apart to God and for God. In other words, be holy since you have these promises. So the first point that I pull from this is you have to want to be holy. You want to be holy because of the promises. Because of the relationship. Because of everything that you're gaining. Because of everything that Jesus went through to give you this opportunity to have the God of the universe be both your God and your father. You get to be the child of the creator of the universe and have complete access to him and all that he is. You get it. I am convinced y'all yet. You get eternal life. Forgiveness of sin. Power. Authority. Blessings. Relationship. True love, unconditional grace, favor, a very present help in trouble, all things working together for your good, significance in this life. And remember, did I say eternal life? Eternal life in heaven. Sins forgiven, reason for living, life in heaven. You get sins forgiven, a reason for living, and life in heaven. You get sins forgiven, a reason for living, and life in heaven. He said, this is what I'm offering you. But some of us just don't want to. You don't love him enough yet. Yet. Or you don't realize what you're getting. You just don't understand the value of the privilege of being invited to have a relationship with God. And I think it's because we beg you guys to come to the altar and be saved. You need to be saved. Come to God that you think you're actually doing God a favor when you come. What you don't realize is that you can't even come unless he calls you. So you don't understand the value of the privilege of even being invited to this party. You think your fun is better. You think sex is better. You think feeling high is better. Get a little tipsy, get a little buzz is better. Being free to do wrong whenever I want to do wrong, you think that's better. So I'm telling y'all, holiness is something you have to want. I want to please God. I want to be with him. I want this relationship because I'm so grateful that he wants me. And that he went through hell to get me. I'm grateful. I want to be holy. 
This thing has to be volitional. It has to be of your will. So it says, therefore, since we have these promises and want to be holy because of the promises, the next step is let's purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So we purify ourselves. We cleanse ourselves, which lets me know you have to work to be holy. It has to be intentional. It's volitional and intentional. But pastor, that sounds like Old Testament works. There's a big biblical discussion about works versus faith. And yes, we're on the faith side. We are saved by grace through faith and not works. So what are you talking about? We have to work to be holy. Explain, Lucy. There's positional holiness, and then there's practical holiness. Positional holiness is given by grace. God has counted you holy. The minute you believed and received Jesus Christ, you are holy right now. You've been separated right now. You're righteous right now. He took the righteousness of Jesus Christ and put it on you. Positionally, you're holy. But practical holiness is something you do because you have received grace. So God gave me this analogy. He said, uh, say, one, something already wrong with your heart. And uh, you drink and you smoke and you eat a bunch of fast food. And you deep fry everything, including your vegetables. And you, you, you lay around on the couch and you gain a bunch of weight. And now your heart is messed up and you get ready to die. Somebody, somebody's child ain't going to make it. And they decide they're going to give you their baby's heart. They'll give you their son's heart. And put it to replace your raggedy heart. Just for free, out of their grace, out of favor, they give you a brand new heart to give you a new lease on life. You have it. But the least you can do is take care of the new heart and not treat it like you treated the old heart. How ungrateful is it to get somebody's brand new heart and then treat it like you treated your raggedy heart? So you go, oh, I got me a new heart. That give me 20 more years of smoking, 30 more years of drinking. Something wrong with your character. How ungrateful. So since God has freely given us this new life, this new heart, you can appreciate it. The practical holiness is I'm going to appreciate it by cleansing myself of all the filthiness that contaminates this new heart. So this word cleanse, this word cleanse is katharizzo. Uh, it, it means to clean, to make clean, to make pure, removing all admixture. Admixture is an intermingling of filth. It's from the word clean, which is katharos, uh, which means clean, pure, unstained, guiltless, innocent, upright, without admixture. It means what is separated, what is purged, what is unmixed, without undesirable elements in it. Spiritually clean because it's been purged by God. It means being free from the contamination of the influences of sin. But what kept catching my attention, Shay, was without admixture. I never heard of that word before. So I looked it up. Admixture is something mixed with something else, typically as a minor ingredient, but it's mixed in with something else major. It's adding an ingredient to something. It's an admixture. They said a genetic admixture is a result of interbreeding between two or more previously isolated populations within a species, and it results in the introduction of a new genetic line. So when it comes to spiritual excellence, are you a pure breed or are you an admixture? 
My husband said that's also known as a mutt. Are you a pure breed or are you a spiritual mutt? Let me give you another example. This is the last time I'm going to say this. I don't like water. But I'm getting my mind set. And I'm going to stop saying I don't like water. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But for the purpose of my topic, I don't like water by itself. So I add mixture. Now my body loves pure water, thrives on it. My skin loves it. My organs love it. My intestines show enough love it. My heart loves it. My muscles love it. They get all crampy when it don't get no water. All, everything about me loves pure water. It needs pure water. The only thing that doesn't like it is my taste. Some of us just don't like holiness straight. So we add mixture. Now, my spirit likes holiness. My anointing loves holiness. My mental health likes holiness. My emotions like holiness. My daily disciplines like holiness. My destiny, my purpose, my entire body, my relationships, and my mind. They all love holiness straight. The only thing that doesn't like it is my taste. My flesh. Just like it don't like pure water. So with water, so I add mixture. I, uh, I, I put stuff in it so I can enjoy drinking it. Boy, it's crystal light. Uh, drink mix. Uh, fruit punch packets. Uh, lemonade pouches. You know, we like mixing being saved with just a little filth so we can enjoy it better. A filthy mouth or filthy behavior or filthy attitude, filthy thoughts. My filthy thoughts, I got a great imagination. My filthy thoughts are better than my filthy behavior. I got any friends out there? <laughs> It'd be great in my mind. All the creative people say amen. <laughs> A little filthy fun. A couple of filthy people. Doing filthy activities. Now, mostly holiness. Just with a little minor ingredient. It's a little admixture. But can we go deeper? My, my executive assistant, Valerie. Val gave me some stuff that's clear. So, it, so if you pour it in your water. It looks like it's pure water, but it tastes like Kool-Aid. Some of us have learned how to look like we're holy, but if anybody ever gets close enough to us to get a little taste of us, hey, Kool-Aid. I look holy at work. I, I work holy at work. I got my Bible on my desk, and, and, and I got my scriptures, and I'm listening to my gospel music. But if you make me mad at work, hey, Kool-Aid. I, I, th I thought he was a man of God. He 
When he talks to me, he calls me woman of God. He quotes all the scriptures. He come to church on Sunday. But when we was going out and we saw that movie that we probably shouldn't have saw and we was all hot and bothered and we got back to the house that night and got to kissing too long. Hey, Kool-Aid. Are you holy or are you? We've added some stuff. So it says we have to cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. That, that, that filthiness is, is a Greek word that means defilement, staining, pollution. Figuratively, it means immorality. Just stuff that's not clean. He said, of the flesh and the spirit. So I'm going to ask you, what do you need to take out of your life that is feeding the desires of your flesh? You know, that old nature, that part of you that hasn't been changed yet? What, what, the filthiness of the flesh, what are you doing that's feeding your flesh? And then what do you need to take out of your life that's contaminating your spirit? How do I know it's contaminating my spirit? It gets inside of you. And it causes an admixture in your heart. Some things that are affecting your spirit, you don't even realize. Some of the stuff that you hear, that you see, that you entertain yourself with. They're, they're not, you're not doing anything to your flesh in, in that sense. But it's contaminating your spirit. I was on this thing. I wanted to be more powerful on Sundays and more anointed on Sundays. So God had me clear. I watched too, way too much TV and too many movies. And so from Tuesday all the way to Sunday night, I only watch spiritual things. I, I, I only, uh, 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 if I do watch a movie, it's a Christian movie and preaching and those kind of things. So, so I can be, I, I just wanted to have a higher level of anointing. Uh, but I was sick this week. Uh, well, uh, let me go back. Uh, and because of that, um, when I wake up every morning, I have a worship in my spirit. I wake up with a song. I, I'm, I'm worshiping. And I don't know where it comes from. It comes out of my spirit because that's what I've been feeding. Every morning, I wake up and I got a song going in my head as some type of worship. But this week, I was sick. So I laid around too much. And, and so I watched a couple of movies. I watched uh, A Star is Born. And when the, the, the end of the week, as I got ready to prepare my heart and my mind to minister today, uh, all that was in my spirit was Lady Gaga. Because <laughs> y'all know she sung her butt off in that movie. I was doing shallow, out of the shallow now, and I want to remember us this way, and I'll never love like this again. It's like, I did not realize that, at the, that while I'm just watching something, it got into my spirit. So what do you need to take out of your spirit? Who has your ear? What are you saying? Is it a what that you need to take out of your life, or is it a who? But you're going to have to do the work. You got to work to do holy, my, to be holy. My, da my dad said it this way. You got to change your playmates, your playgrounds, and your playthings. What are you playing with that's affecting your, your flesh and your spirit? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Who are you hanging with? Who are your playmates that need to go? What are your playgrounds, the places that you go? Could be your cousin them's house. Or is it the playthings? Perfecting holiness. Out of reverence for God. Out of reverence for God. So this lets me know you have to worship to be holy. Worship, we found out a couple months ago, was exalting him high while bowing yourself low. You live holy because holy is part of your worship. You do it out of love. You do it out of adoration. You do it because it's what he wants. I do this not, not because my salvation depends on it. I do it because my relationship depends on it. 
Yes, I can be saved the moment that I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. But my relationship depends on my level of holiness. Because I want to please you, Lord. I'm so grateful. I recognize the weight of your importance in my life. I relish the atmosphere of your presence. And, and I respect you so much, God. I don't want to be filthy in front of you. Not because I can't. Because I was so excited when I found out I could go to God dirty. Because I was, I was in that holiness denomination and I didn't realize that I could be terrible and, and filthy and I could still go into the presence of God. I was so I was so happy when I found out God because I don't have what it takes to get myself cleaned up now. I can go to him dirty but I don't want to. I don't want to always be filthy. In his presence I respect him. So I'm perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Those of you that are married, you don't want to look raggedy in front of your spouse all the time. Can you, can you comb your hair sometimes? Can you shave it up, clean it up, brother, sometimes? Take a shower? Do you always have to be raggedy when you're in my presence? This is something about loving me that makes you want to look good sometimes. I don't want to always be filthy in his presence. I want to perfect holiness. I want to work on my spiritual excellence until the transformation is complete. Because perfecting holiness means to complete it. It's the Greek word. Y'all change my screen. Oh, thank you. Until uh, the transformation is complete. Perfecting holiness means to complete, to accomplish, to bring to an end, to execute it, to fulfill it. So spiritual excellence comes when the transformation is complete, when you are completely his and separated for his use. I want to complete the process of being set apart, God, and being used only for you. I choose not to be an admixture. I choose not to be a crossbreed between holiness and filth. So I'll work to take away all that I can, and then, God, I got to trust you to do the rest. Because some stuff I had a hard time cleaning myself up from. But God, I'll do the work to put away from me all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit to complete holiness as an act of my worship. I'm going to stay in this process until the transformation is complete. So this is where we're going to start this year at New Antioch. With a commitment to perfect holiness. To do the work, to be spiritually excellent. Y'all, I want to be holy. I work to be holy. Because I worship the one who is holy. And nothing else will matter unless I start right here. So let's make a decision today about what has to go this year. We're going to get rid of it today. And then we're going to do the work to pull away all admixture so that when we do connect with people, they say, hi, man of God. Hello, woman of God. Instead of, hey, Kool-Aid. There's a song called Holiness. Holiness. Is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness is what you want for me. So take my heart and mold it. Take my mind and transform it. Then take my will 
Sometimes I told God, do it against my will. Take my will and conform it to yours, to yours. Sit there while you're there and just think about the things that you know you need to dismiss from, from your life this year. I want you to settle in this song for a minute while we think about that and we're going to pray. We cleanse ourselves in prayer. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness is what you want for me. Here's our prayer this morning. So take my heart, take my heart, and mold it, and mold it. Take my mind, take my mind. Come on, give it to him right now. Transform it, transform it. Take my will, God. Take my will, and I need you to conform it. Conform my will to your heart. To yours, oh Lord. Holiness. We're going to start with those of you who need to give your life to God. Start this year outright by saying, God, I'm rededicating my life to you. Or, God, I'm giving myself to you for the first time. I need to be saved. I want to accept you as my father and my God. I'm accepting your invitation today, God. If that's you, this year I want you to come down here. To come down to the altar and say, Lord, I'm giving you my life. I accept your invitation today. Again, if you've never prayed that prayer before, or if you need to rededicate your life to start this year outright, Come on, be bold enough. Meet me at this altar. Meet me at this altar. Come on, let me pray for you. Come on, say, God, I'm ready. Anybody this morning? Everybody in here, you either have God or you don't want him. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. I need to really know that I know that I'm saved. Don't let the devil make you sit there. He don't care nothing about you. If you feel the tug, God, we bless you. And we say thank you for that, what you're doing in your people. We give ourselves over to you, God. We understand, oh God, that there is a place that you have for us, God, that you are, are still working in us. And so we say, God, create this heart in us, God. Create this space in us, God. Thank you. God, I just want you. Amen. We thank God. This is the way to start the year off. And we're just going to go higher and higher. Amen. I don't see her where she went, but we'll say happy birthday to Pastor Ronnie today. Oh, she's over there. Happy birthday, lady. Thank you for everything that you've done and that you've been to this ministry. Many happy more, many more. Amen. MIT is tonight. Ministers in training tonight um, at our main campus, 610 Bell Rose. Um, the pastors are actually going to be on doing a demonstration. We're doing training and demonstration tonight. Uh, and so uh, it's going to be good church. Uh, training starts at 6, so if you guys just want to come hang out with us and and, and get some good word and worship. Um, you can come about 6.30, 6.45, or you can come see what we do at 6 o'clock. Uh, but we will be in person at our main campus tonight uh, at 6 p.m. I need you all to do me a favor. Here at New Antia, here at the Aliante campus, from 9 to 12 on this Saturday uh, is my book signing and seminar. This seminar is going to teach people how to walk with God.
fasted in those two and a half years. And if I didn't miss a step because I had a relationship with God that didn't have nothing to do with church. Now, we're proud to be in the church. We are the church. But there's a way to walk with God and know him intimately. Now, those of you, you hear my preaching all the time, and I told myself, ain't nobody going to pay $20 to come hear me talk uh, uh, and, and teach them nothing. And, and, and not that many people have. But what I need y'all to do is to find me some people that need to know how to walk with God personally. Now, if that is you, I would love for you to come. If that's not you, Pastor, I know everything you're going to already say. And so... Uh, snacks and stuff um, but God has mandated me to do this I'm really feeling in my spirit I need to travel and do this because people need to know how to walk with God you can he's a God that you can know and walk with so it's going to be here this Saturday from 9 to 12 I want you to go on our website go on our any of our pages and, and get that flyer and send it to somebody. Y'all get me some people up in here to teach how to walk with God. Neighbors, friends, they don't even have to be Christians. They don't have to be saved. They don't have to be professing anything. They just want to know who God is and how they can know him. So I need you all to help me get this word out. Uh, so you can, the, the registration is on there at alldrparson.weebly.com. So you can register. I do need people to register, but I really need people to come. Um, God is pushing me on this one. So I need y'all to help me out. Put it on your Facebook page and bless it to all your friends. Uh, boost it if you want to, however you want to do it, especially in this area. If the church don't mind us boosting it in this area, so all they have to do is come down the street and around the corner, and we'll see who God sends. But that's this Saturday from 9 to 12 right here at Aliante. Um, and then I'll sign their books as well. If you just want to buy the book, the book is $25. But if they register for $40, they get the book as well. Um, so I just need some help to get some people in here. So I hope that if anybody that will do that for me, please, I would appreciate that. And again, with the money or without, I just need to teach this. And so it's going to go, to go through a seminar, really how to talk, how to walk with God. And then I'll explain ex how to use the book as well during the seminar. Um, God has given us the word now. There's some things that we're late doing. And this church, God told us, told us that the thing, the reason we haven't grown as much as we should is because we have yet to evangelize this community. So he sent us back on the one mile mission. And he said, we got to start now. So all three churches decided, the pastors got together, and we said we wanted to start together. And so we're going to do these Just One events. By the way, Just One was to get everybody to at least get one person saved to say the prayer uh, and receive Christ. And uh, we, our goal was 100, and we got 117 last year. And so our goal this year is 200. Tell you the truth, I want 100 right at Aliante. I want 100 in here. Uh, so we're going to do, God told us to do these train, pray, and go. Just one event. Train, pray, and go. We're going to train you of what to say, how to say, give you so you're more comfortable. Then we're going to pray for God to give us some divine appointments. And then we're going to go that same day. We're going to pick a place out here and we're going to go. And our goal is not to come back till we win just one. And so it will, that will be on the 21st. I said, well, Pastor, you got this. And, you, and then you got the leadership conference after that. It's too much in the month. But if you got to skip the other stuff, we got to do what God told us to do. And we've been putting him on the back burner because we're busy. This is what God has told us to do. Get out in that community and take the church to them. And so we're going to put him in. If you got to not do the other stuff, I need you to do that. If I can get 10 of you, if I can get 10, just 10 of you who say, Pastor, I'll come. 
on the 21st at Saturday morning. We're all going to go to our central campus, uh, wear your t-shirts. But after you have your training and your prayer, then our group is going to come back to Aliante neighborhood. And we're going to do our walk and pray here. We're going to do our go here in our neighborhood. But we're going to do the training all together. And so that's on the 21st, Saturday morning, the 21st from 9. And we should be done by 1130. It don't take God long to save people. <laughs> and so, God, we're going to line them up real quick and so we can do that. And so we'll do that on uh, the 21st. And then the Leadership Advanced Conference is the 26th through the 28th. So thank you. And we don't make a wish, we say a prayer. <laughs> Do it. Woo! We just want to acknowledge our Pastor Renee. She helps all of us uh, here in the ministry and at ACS. And so we had a cake for her. We didn't we didn't know Pastor was going. <laughs> it ain't a problem for us to everybody. Y'all have a piece of cake, but if you're diabetic and you're 300 pounds, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Happy birthday. As she said, that is the backbone of our ministry. She holds us together. Uh, she is the uh, COO of our uh, ACS. Um, and so she, all of our community stuff, she just did. Y'all know. Y'all know what Pastor Renee does. Um, and so... We wanted to say happy birthday to her. Uh, but I didn't know about the cake till I saw it burning back there. I said, let me let these people bring it. <laughs> they trying to get away from the sprinklers and stuff. Happy birthday, Renee. We love you uh, so much. And God bless you from New Antioch. The only other announcement I have is if there's anyone who says, Pastor, I'm not growing. Or I want to grow. I don't ever want you to leave New Antioch and say, I was at that church for five years, and I wasn't growing, so I needed to go somewhere else. So every now and then, I do a special thing for people who feel like they want to grow more than they're growing. So I'm starting a new community group. All three campuses are invited. Uh, again, it will be uh, at the main campus, but it's called the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. It's a John Maxwell book. You can get the book. I'm, um, I am a John Maxwell certified teacher, trainer. Um, but John is saved, and so is I, and so everything he writes is, is spiritual, and so we're going to uh, do that and invite people. It'll be every second and fourth Tuesday night. It's going to be, I have a Tuesday night group anyway. I'm expanding my group um, uh, to add people who want to grow. Uh, it'll be only for about six months or so till we get through the book, Every two weeks, not starting this Tuesday, but starting the 24th, every two, every two, second and fourth Tuesday night, uh, it will be in community group style. So, you know, I'll talk a little bit and then we are going to break up in groups. If you're in a community group, you need to stay in your community group. If you don't have a community group, you're welcome. Please come uh, to this. Um, if you can do both, you can do your group, then you're welcome to come to my group. But you can't leave your group and come to my group. Amen? Y'all understand? Uh, but if you want to do both, you can do both. Um, uh, but if you know somebody, again, we got to stretch this thing out. If you know somebody that they might be in a church where they're not growing or they don't go to church, but they believe in God. And so you want to do some growth. It's not only personal growth. I mean, not only spiritual growth, but it's personal growth. I'd like to invite you to come uh, and let's grow together. Let's level up in every area 
and then hopefully we'll generate several groups from this larger group. Um, and so I wanted to throw that out for somebody that says, I want to grow. I, I need both personal and spiritual growth this year. So we'll be doing that on Tuesday nights at 7. Tuesday nights at 7 from um, uh, starting the January 24th until we finish the book, which will probably be, we'll be done probably by the summer. Amen. Amen. We're going to bring our own uh, co-pastor to you at this time. Amen. Perfecting holiness. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for our pastor. She a G. She called herself a G. She a G. Uh, no voice, but she's getting better. But there was no way that she was going to miss another Sunday. She gave it to us last Sunday. She was like, y'all ain't getting it this Sunday. I got a word to bring to the people. And so we thank God for her and thank God for, for healing her voice. Um, because she didn't preach last night two times today. And I think she's going to go again tonight. But anyway, she, she's working it out. That's her gifting. And so thank you all for being here. Thank everybody who visited us. We do pray that you come back again. If you did not have the opportunity to give, um, we uh, did our giving earlier. You still can do that. Um, our sanctuary attendants are around. If you need an envelope, you can give um, through Cash App at New A Aliante. There is two A's in there. If you need to swipe your card, Monique is standing over in the back, and you can do that. If you need to pay um, through PushPay, you can text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, and, and you can give that way. Um, Y'all, we believe in sowing seeds, and we believe that our seeds will bear fruit. And so we give unto our God. And so thank you all for being here. If you have any questions about all of the things that that pastor shared with us, you can ask any of us that are on staff here, or you can go to our Facebook pages. New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante. Yes, let's all stand as we pray out. I did want to pray. Um, it has been on my heart. We do pray as we um, end our services every week. Um, but as those who live in this city, those who live in North Las Vegas and Las Vegas and Henderson, I want you all to be aware of what's happening in our city. I don't want us to keep watching the news and seeing all of the things that are going on and just saying that's just Vegas. That's just what happens. Um, there was an accident over here last Sunday where two people uh, were killed because a car ran up on the sidewalk where they were walking. And then I saw the same type of accident on the other side of town where a car ran up on the sidewalk and hit a pedestrian. I want us to take note of how many murder, uh, suicides, homicides that it has been just since we started the year. Y'all, we are those who are awake. We are those who are spirit-filled. We are those who understand that our prayer can affect things. Let's not be those who are numb, just walking around saying, that's just what happened, that's on them, didn't happen to us. This is our city. This is our city. This is where we live. Our prayers do something. Um, it, it, we, we, uh, Pastor Darren was sharing that there was a student that uh, walked into a school, a six-year-old, and shot a teacher. That was in another state. Y'all, we have to begin to pray and not leave it to those are the ones who pray. We all are on the prayer team. We all got to cover our uh, city, our communities, our neighborhoods. And so I just wanted to press that on you. The next time that you hear something, see something, begin to pray and not just look at the news and say, man, that's just too bad. The whole world was praying for, um, for uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, and then we had a student right here in Las Vegas drop dead on the football field. Y'all, we have to look up and pay a little bit more attention to what is happening spiritually. This whole month of spiritual excellence is going to help, help us to live this spirit-filled life that even our prayers uh, will be different when we see something. That's for everybody in this room and everybody online. Let us pray. Father God, we say thank you for today. We said thank you, oh God, for this, this service, oh God, as we are launching out into this new year. We are grateful, oh God, for the word, oh God, to pull ourselves aside for consecration and sanctification, that we can be holy, God. Thank you that we are willing to do the work now to change our lives, God. We said thank you for every person that said yes to you, that dedicated their lives to you on today. And we declare that they will never be the same, my God, in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. And so now, God, we take a moment to pray over our communities, over this city that we live in, God. And we come against the spirit of chaos and confusion. We come against the spirit of mayhem. We, the body, are awake. We are alert, God, and we are pulling upon you in prayer to intercede and to intervene. We stand in our authority, God, to take command of these streets. It doesn't have to be like this. And so, God, we say thank you that you're giving us to pray. You're giving us how to pray as we cover our students as we cover pedestrians, as we come against accidents and, and car accidents and slips and falls, God, in the name of Jesus, God, turn the hearts of men uh, and that all of this violence, oh God, is not so paramount in our streets. Uh, and so, God, we say thank you. We believe that you're sovereign. We believe you want the best for us. We believe you're fighting for us. We believe you're intervening for us, God. And so we pray to the God of heaven. We pray to the great I am. We pray to he, oh God, who has our best interests at heart. And so, God, we cover our city, our neighborhoods, these your people, God. Cover us as we go. Let us go in prayer. Bring us back together at the appointed time. And it is in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. Y'all love on somebody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>